great guy. Love coming to see him. Love having him coming on our show. I'm, I'm always shocked that he comes on the show. But Pastor <laughs> Renee Schlepper's in the house. Emailed me, uh, I think a couple of days ago, and I went to the email, read it. Then there was an attachment which I couldn't read. Oh really? I didn't have my, I didn't have my glasses, and oh, okay. my glasses weren't. You know, I'm like. What, right. the, what the heck does it say? <laughs> so I'm like, instead of trying to read what he said, I thought I'll give him a call and have him say what he wants to say okay. on film, in the studio, well, not our studio, in the, the great in this great little coffee shop, which is here at Twin Lakes Church. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. If yeah. people want to come to a great coffee shop, and if you're in the Santa Cruz area, we have one here right next to Cabrillo College off the State Park and Park Avenue exits right in between the two, next to Twin Lakes Church. It's actually a coffee shop we run called loft first time in this coffee shop and i'll be just i'm coming to, it's beautiful Thanks. what a great spot this is your first time here. yeah oh cool yeah yeah i was awesome. by flying by here but never yeah, yeah, yeah. so now it's, coming it's in. good and it's good coffee and the great too. coffee is really good and if, you, if i see you you see me here uh i'll buy you a cup of coffee all right perfect all right. yeah yeah that's awesome so, so you have no idea what i emailed you about <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally i literally made these were not big enough that i <laughs> Well, I was actually emailing you because I have a personal problem with you. I know. No, just kidding. Yeah. I heard it was a million, million something because Rosie yeah, talked yeah. about it on the radio this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, Rosie oh, blew, so Rosie blew you up on the radio this morning. Cool, so my... cool, awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, what we try to do every year here at the church for the last several years is take part in the Second Harvest Holiday Food Drive. Right. Second Harvest is a big food bank here in town, and it's literally a bank of food. Have you ever been down there? No, no. Well, it's in Watsonville, know, huh? It is. That would be a phenomenal yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's incredible. You know, it's one of the leading, if not the leading food bank in America. Yeah. It was one of the first food banks in America. They had, do you ever read when you were a kid those Uncle Scrooge comics? <laughs> and, yeah. and he kept his money in a big vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a food vault. Right. It's literally a food bank. And most of it is fresh produce that they get from the growers here. Yeah. Strawberries, lettuce, carrots, all kinds of good stuff. And then they work with 150 agencies, they call them, mostly churches and schools, to distribute the food to people uh, like us here yeah. at Twin Lakes Church. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people need food these days with inflation just kind of going crazy. Right, right. So they do More than before, the numbers have, numbers have increased so by much. a third, right? Since That's right. So before COVID, we were giving out a food to 55,000 people a month right. who needed food, and now it's 75,000. Did you shut, did it shut down during COVID? The second harvest no, food bank? No, no, it got bigger. Oh, it did. Yeah, the need exploded. Yeah. of course, because people weren't working and yeah. so on. So in the in the the winter, they do a holiday food drive. It ends on January fifteenth, but we always try to juice it a little bit here at Twin Lakes, and and we're the first people to contribute because we we just do five weeks. We just revealed our total this past weekend, two days ago, as we record this, and so in. I'm, very excited about this because our goal was to raise enough for one million meals. And uh, is that what's is that what's needed in this in this area? Well, what's one? needed is five million meals. And, really? And, and they what? And that's one point two five million dollars. Yeah. And so we thought, as a church, we're gonna we're, we're gonna bite off twenty percent of that, try to raise a quarter of a million dollars in five weeks. And that's a million meals. And when we had our big reveal yeah. this last Sunday, 
the numbers rolled. Yeah, yeah. And it was. But you know, it's your favorite time of year when you see all this. It's it not, is. It's like being in Vegas. Right? It is. It's, it is. It's <laughs> kind of like a slot Swap machine. Right, right, right. But uh, it uh, was so far 1,008,000 meals over $250,000. And so our goal was exceeded which I'm so excited about yeah. because it's something yeah. people really need. And uh, like, as I was telling you before, this is something that I love. I love it when churches do this because churches can get so much bad press these days, some of it very legitimately so. Uh, however, churches are also doing great things like this. And yeah. I mean, listen, we're just one church of many here in San yeah. Andrews that are doing some great things for people, for the homeless, for the, those who are in need. And this is a big deal to raise one million meals worth in five weeks. Uh, and I love it because it goes back to sort of what churches should be doing. One of the very earliest descriptions of churches in the Bible is this. They sold their possessions from time to time and gave the proceeds to the poor. And that's literally what was happening. We had people in the church doing garage sales out of their homes and donating all the money. My own wife got so excited about this. We did our donation to the food drive, and then she's like, we can do more. You know, look at all this crap we got around here. We don't need this anymore. So she starts selling it, <laughs> yeah. and neighbors hear about it. They're bringing right. over their stuff. Just right. We just want to donate it to the food drive. So she's selling stuff on Craigslist and Nextdoor and whatever, yard, a yard sale she had. And uh, so far, she has raised just through selling stuff a thousand dollars that's four thousand meals because of their buying power. wow yeah and um and so i can't find my surfboard anymore so i'm <laughs> worried about it. that but yeah. uh it's pretty cool to see so many people just contributing yeah it's this is, isn't money we got from some big grant this is just little donations like that yeah. that yeah. all add adds up, up right right so uh it so adds up pretty, pretty quickly huh up. yeah it adds up fast so i'm i'm very when do you start when do you start to the drive when do you start Putting, yeah, when's, when's, when you, what's the starting line? Basically is when, back the in beginning October? of November. November. End of October, okay. beginning of November. Yeah. And then it lasts for five or six weeks, and then we're done. And for somebody's watching, maybe they need food. How do they, how do they get food? That's right. So uh, you can go to Second Harvest's uh, website, which is thefoodbank.org, yeah. and they have a list of all the distribution sites. But I'll just say, speaking for us, yeah. as a church, we give away free groceries every Wednesday afternoon. Okay. It, uh, at four o'clock, and all, and it's a drive-through. I've, I've seen a drive. It's like yeah. a drive-by. Right? People just drive right up to the church, right. and uh, we just ask how much you need, and we have bags of non-perishable items, veggies, whatever Second Harvest makes available to us, and that the church has contributed. But people get these bags of food during the holidays. We we pack them with more stuff. If we can get frozen turkey that's put in there, you know, all the all the Christmas or Thanksgiving stuff. How do the homeless, you've got the homeless situation in Santa Cruz, which is obviously right. getting worse and worse and worse, sure. and they'll say they don't have, most of them don't have vehicles to get a hold of food. Right. How right. do they, how do they, how is something the homeless, yeah. how are they getting food? How right. can they get food? So there are organizations that are closer. Now, I'll tell you what, we have plenty of homeless people here in Aptos. Yeah. They're more hidden. Uh, one of the most profound things that I did once was actually walk with somebody in the church who was recently homeless. And he's like, you know, there's a lot of homeless people here in Aptos, too. Where do they live? Under bridges, under freeway overpasses. And we actually went on a walk and uh, found where pe people live who are almost right here in right. the forest and so on. Right. And so uh, there's a lot of those people, too. However, most of the food 
however large the homeless population is, it's dwarfed by the population of people who are housed who need food, yeah. who are what they call food insecure. In other words, they don't have enough money to pay all their bills. Either they pay for groceries and they, they don't pay for utilities, right. they don't pay for gas or whatever, <coughs> right. uh, or they or they get free food so that they can pay for utilities and so on. So that food insecure population is actually uh, a multiple, of, I mean a factor of 50 times greater than the homeless population. Yeah. Now another cool thing that a bunch of churches are doing together for the homeless population that gets underreported is what's called the Interfaith Satellite Shelter Program, and Twin Lakes participates in this. And so does like the Congregational Church in Soquel, Resurrection Church here in Aptos, and many other congregations, uh, the Presbyterian Church in Santa Cruz. Uh, and what that is is uh, churches put uh, they put together stable cohorts of homeless people, maybe six to eight, and these people become peers and friends that support one another, and they're able to stay overnight in churches. And other churches will have volunteers come and cook mm -hmm. breakfast, dinner for them, and sit and eat with them in order to well, network with them. Yeah. And the genius of that is you can't you can't be drunk because that leads to fights and so yeah. on. You kind of you have to be sober Correct. to stay there. But you get showers, you get shelter. The cohorts are small, so so instantly people are off the streets. And uh, also, we, Twin Lakes, uh, sponsors, along with a couple of other churches in town, what we call Loads of Love, and that's a portable laundry and yeah, shower yeah, facility. That, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so the people who are in these stable cohorts, as part of the Interfaith Satellite Shelter Program, they can do their laundry, right. so they clean clothes, they're right. sheltered, they can shower, they right. have food, right. they have to be sober, yep. or they get kicked out of the program. Yep. And that's because sobriety just leaves out leads to all kinds of good things for, for them. But what happens is, because they're in stable cohorts, uh, they support one another and keep one another accountable. Like, uh, you know, hang in there, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, it's, just it's, friends, right? it's what they call a high threshold program, because yeah. it's not just giving food to people or money to people who are on the streets with no accountability. It's bringing people into relationship and stability yeah. where they not only are supporting one another, but also they're getting to know these people from churches that are making food for them, sitting and eating with them. Networking starts happening. Yeah. Oh, you're looking for a job. I know somebody yeah. at Grocery Outlet or Home Depot who's looking for a job. And, yeah. and um, it's just, <clears throat> it just spreads. It just spreads. Yeah. And incidentally, those two businesses, I, I should say, yeah. Home Depot and Grocery Outlet, I know... I don't know if this is a policy of theirs or what, but I know that people in those, in the Interfaith Satellite Shelter Program have gotten entry-level jobs at both of those businesses, yeah. and they have actually come up out of homelessness because of, and I'm sure there's other businesses who do this too, but I just happen to know that the local Home Depot and Grocery Outlet have really, and, and you know, it's just a job. You're responsible, and yeah. if you don't do it, you get fired. Yeah. But those two places have been willing to take a risk on people who yeah. may not have a permit. That's very cool. Don't yeah. complain about Home Depot anymore. 
Yeah. What's yeah. that? Don't complain about Home Depot anymore. Do well, you know, thing. they have given people a, a, a hand. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, yeah. not a handout, but yeah. a hand up. So, so anyway, those are some of the things I wanted yeah. to talk about. So everything's on TLC.org? Everything we just yeah. talked about is on TLC.org. Well, I'll, I'll say this. If they if they want to donate to yeah. the food drive, it, it lasts until January 15th. Okay. We're done here as a church, yeah. but uh, they can go to the foodbank.org. Right at the top, there's a donate button. Yeah. And if they want to find out about our Christmas Eve services here, our yeah. Christmas morning services, we got a ton of them, eight different services, including one in Spanish, and including one for people who are grieving, who aren't ready for all the follow law stuff. Lots of different opportunities. Uh, December 23rd, 24th, and 25th. All the details are at tlc.org slash Christmas. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. They're going to have you back in the studio pretty soon at the boardroom. What's that? Going to have you back in the studio at the boardroom pretty soon. Awesome. Thanks for that. Was that okay? Or what did yeah, I talk we do. You did.